Our guest is Pat Hazel. Pat is a native of Omaha, Nebraska, though he no longer lives in the state, but has made his career over the past several decades as a comedy writer, producer of his own one-man shows on many occasions, and uh, one of the best writers I know, so I'm happy to invite him to be part of our class discussion this morning to talk about writing of comedy. Pat, great to see you. It's terrific to be here. I, this, is, this is the way of the world now. We're all TV stars on Zoom. Right, <laughs> on our own little boxes on Zoom. Right. So, um, give us the thumbnail description of your journey from Omaha to where you are now and what got you into writing of comedy. Comedy uh, was something that I was always attracted to, I guess, from a young age and kind of surrounded myself by other comic friends in high school. And, you know, it, it made every part of life a little bit better to look at it in a kind of a skewed perspective. Um, but uh, also it became, it was a bit of a uh, developed defense mechanism. Um, I practiced, I started out as a magician doing magic tricks and juggling. And at the time that you met me, that was sort of my go-to. But, um, but often the comedy was a result of trick didn't work or I needed to get a volunteer up and I needed to create a relationship and comedy makes all of that easier and then as I matured in it I started to realize for messaging if I was writing for a corporate person or something else that that comedy was the sugar pill sugar pill that would make the medicine go down right so they could take the message if it was light uh, that was always the approach of that but uh, but I went on from Omaha where I was doing comedy and magic and and such to to LA where I shed all the variety arts and sort of focused strictly on stand-up and writing comedy and trying to get on the Tonight Show with as just a stand-up was a big goal so I was able to achieve that uh, and then I realized you know in some ways I missed using props and so forth so I began to write in a form where that was okay which was writing plays and things where the environment became important, the, uh, you know, characters were important. Some things, and we can talk about this today, uh, uh, comedy works sometimes in monologue as a stand-up, but sometimes it works better in a dialogue. It, it's ideas being exchanged between people where everybody's not always funny or where there's a situ situational argument or where you have a theme to explore. And it's kind of awkward if a stand-up takes both sides of an argument without a compelling way of doing it. Um, and, uh, and so there's times I think that's a better form of, of, of humor. Um, after the Tonight Show stint and some of that, I, uh, my plays were essentially writing samples that were sitcom samples for me that got me the, you know, king of all jobs, which was uh, to be a writer on the Seinfeld show. And, you know, in that I learned quite a bit, even though the people involved were also learning at the same time. Uh, Jerry didn't have any sitcom writing experience and Larry had had some experience on uh, Saturday Night Live and Fridays and things, but really we didn't know what we were doing. Um, but we all set out to, as Jerry said, it's let's make ourselves the audience and see if we can, if we can entertain ourselves, will there be other people that like the kind of humor we like. So we were trying not to be derivative of other television shows like uh, Murphy Brown and things that were already on TV. Um, and after writing on that and becoming a mechanic in their shop for a certain period of time, I was uh, uh, tapped by NBC to convert one of my plays into a sitcom, which we made six episodes of. It didn't get a widespread viewing, but it basically gave me 
what I would consider be advanced film school because I executive produced six episodes that I starred in and wrote in. And, and that was like learning every part of, you know, taking an engine apart and putting it back together. So my toolkit became much broader for kinds of work I could do. Um, all of that led me ultimately to um, becoming a creative consultant for a lot of different people. And I consider myself to be uh, a, somewhat of a ghostwriter for ad agencies, for uh, to TV studios, for networks, for places. I don't really care. My vanity isn't getting credit. It's just that I have continued to make a job by being what I call the humor resources department for all of these companies. And by not putting myself out front, it means I can work for all of them and nobody knows who I work for, right? So it's, a, you know, again, it's a way to sustain working without being concerned that you go to a specific employer to buy my wares, if that makes sense. So, I mean, that brings me to the seat in Austin where uh, almost all the skills I had built up were about gathering people, live performance, stand-up comedy, theater for plays, directing commercials, all these things required people to come together. And then courtesy of the pandemic, I was given the pink slip. Um, on, on every job I have, there's no way to gather people. So um, but what I'm excited about is that uh, I looked at my reel and I go, oh, I've been wanting to make some new stuff. What do I do? And so I began to write, go right back to the root, which is write funny things, make fake commercials, make fake products, you know, almost treat it like it's Saturday Night Live or something. And I keep myself busy and call my voiceover friends. You know, we can do it responsibly because they have a studio at home and they send it to me and I send it to an animator at his house and he does it and then comes back. We made a few of those and I'm telling you, weeks after we had them done, companies were buying them to put in their Zoom meetings or their virtual conference because they didn't want it to all be talking heads. So th there is a value, you know, while people gathering is quite dead, uh, creativity is not. And so um, humor or comedy writing, I mean, there's, there's room for all kinds of writing, but you know, there's frosting on comedy writing, right? And people like the sweetness of it. <laughs> so I just feel like it's ultimately the most sellable. If you write a traumatic drama about life survival right now, it's, you know, you'd be lucky if the, you know, Lifetime Channel or somebody wants it um, just because we're in a counter-programming thing. And, and I would say this, for every time that, and there's a lot of bad sectors for working right now, but there are ones, security, virtual, like I guarantee you, whatever the stock price is on Zoom, it's through the roof, right? So there are clients that need your services and you just have to be sure that you're not, you haven't like moved into an area that's not of value, right? 